two lit chicks book bites with Julia and Ed. In today's book bite, we are chatting with Ed and Amanda all the way from Australia. They are longtime friends and co-hosts of the Not Quite Right podcast. Right, of course, with a W and an R. Uh, the only thing they love more than a good writing-related pun is a bit of writing-related banter. They like to think of Not Quite Right as a cheaper alternative to the kind of chats you might enjoy after hours at a writer's retreat. So welcome to the show, Ed and Amanda. We're going to call you Eddie for the purpose of uh, differentiating you from our Ed. That's right. We already got confused in the in the warm-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for nice having us. You. It's quite Hello. appropriate because my, my school friends still call me Eddie. But everyone else just calls me. Ed, well, don't confuse so. things. I, I know. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I've I've un yeah reconfused things. <laughs> so, how long have, has your podcast been going? We've been going for about six months now, or a bit a little bit longer yeah, eight, now, actually. I eight think. months. Yeah. yeah, time flies. Mm. And tell yeah. us what what are the kind of things that you chat about in your podcast? Well, we t we really talk about anything and everything. So uh, books and movies and uh, and our latest podcast that we're about to uh, release, we talk about music as well. And we try to tie everything back to writing. Usually it just devolves into a, a huge debate over, um, you know, who's got the worst taste, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have a segment called Get Wrecked where we recommend uh, – usually pieces of writing or movies to each other and then critique it. That's amazing. Do you drink a lot during the segment? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only way to get through it if you're being subjected to the kind of stuff. We that... were actually wondering, is that, um, do you have that term over there, get wrecked? Is that, does that translate yeah. internationally? Or... Okay. Yeah, 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 Great. definitely. In the, in the okay. UK, I, I would say in America as well. I mean, I haven't lived there I, I for think, over I 20 years, but... I think it's more American than, than British, but I think, like, over here you say, well, we say wasted up in the north, get wasted. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, we say that in the south plastered. as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's another pun, just like not quite right. Uh, wrecked is in recommended. So yeah, we like to recommend that. each other things that we, um, we have very different tastes in just about everything. So we end up agreeing <laughs> not very often. <laughs> He hates a happy ending. That's right. He's got issues. I just, I do. Oh. <laughs> so not big into the romance genre then? No. <laughs> so you Ouch. <laughs> oh. I love that. No. This is what he's like. Do you see what I have to deal Straight with, off. though? Like, this is what it's like. <laughs> so you're actually running uh, your first flash fiction competition now. So what, what is that? What is the theme of it? Yeah, it's, so it's called the Not Quite Right Prize for Flash Fiction. And we wanted to, well, I guess we wanted to talk about writing comps with you guys today, um, because that's really how we got started. Uh, and the Not Quite Right Prize for Flash Fiction, it's 600 words. Um, and we have three writing prompts, which will be uh, basically a word, an action prompt, and what we're calling an anti-prompt which is um, really hoping to encourage people to bend the rules of writing in creative ways. So it's our first writing competition that we're running. Um, it's a $300, 300 Australian dollar first prize for 600 <laughs> words, and it's running between the 14th and 16th of July. So we're really excited about so it. So that's about, what, five pounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that, about that. yeah. <laughs> big, big win. <laughs> that's it. We wanted to get some tips from you, Julia, because we know you've done some judging. Uh, so, yeah, well, no, I have <laughs> of various things. I, I used to do a lot of photography judging uh, and whatnot. 
you the Simon Cowell of photography? The Simon Cowell of photography, that's <laughs> right. what they call me. Um, but, I mean, I think that when I was judging, the most important thing, I think, is to make sure that you have clear parameters that you're judging on, because then you have a way to catalog how you're comparing each of the pieces. So, for example, like I would have a, when I was doing, a, I was judging a blog competition once and I created my own spreadsheet with the things that I was judging them for. And then I gave them all scores out of 10 on how they were doing on it. And that's the only way that I could kind of try to take a, a tiny bit of the sub subjectivity out of it. Because at, at the end of the day, judging is always going to be subjective. But yeah, that's, that's, I guess, the, the advice that I would give. That process sounds incredibly un-Simon Cowell-like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Simon Cowell would just get in and just, you know. Go, nah, don't like it. So yeah, exactly. Toss it go, in the bin. God, I hate you. You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that sounds much more logical. I think that's a good approach. I think the challenging thing for us is going to be once we do follow that process, how are Amanda and I going to actually agree? Yeah. Given that we never agree on anything. <laughs> You know, it, you'll, yeah, I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll okay. be surprised uh, because, you know, Jen and I ran a, a flash fiction competition in the first season of Two Lit Chicks. And um, we thought that we would have chosen completely different ones, but we were actually strangely quite in sync. And that mm. is a weird thing for us as well. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. So, so a good story just cuts through no matter what. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. What so. makes good flash fiction, though? Because I'm... I'm not that familiar with it, to be honest, because, well, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't read a lot of flash fiction, but I love, I love the concept. So what, well, why does it appeal to you and what makes it, what makes flash fiction a good piece of flash fiction? Well, speaking for myself, I'd say that um, the thing about flash fiction that appeals to me is that it's really quick to write. <laughs> you know, we're all busy, so um, squeezing it in uh, makes it a bit more um, palatable than a whole novel, for example. Um, and it's certainly great for procrastinating on those longer format kind of things. Um, but I think it's also just like you can really pack a punch with it. And so you can get like a lot of bang for your buck kind of thing. You know, you can read a page, one page story and really get the same emotional impact that you might get from from a much longer piece. So um, the, the really good flash fiction, in my opinion, the ones that stay with you are just these ones that are so vivid and they just cut through with one really strong idea or really like, usually it's something that either creeps you out or, you know, makes you feel really sad or gives you some other real emotional pull. Hmm. Um, that sort I think of stays it's a strong image. Yeah. Like as, as you're saying, you, yeah. you need it to leave you with a strong image that yeah. you know, isn't hackneyed, I suppose, you know, that you haven't had before. And that when the judges think back to your piece, they go, oh yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And I think too with flash fiction, like there's really just no room for cliche or waffle, you know, so you're really cutting to the heart of it. I mean, unless cliche or waffle are part of your strategy for <laughs> writing compelling um, piece of fiction, which in fact can be the case, you know, I've seen some great use of cliche in flash fiction as well for fun, usually for humour. Um, but yeah, like you, you're really just, you're not wasting anybody's time. You know what I mean? Mm. You're just getting straight to the point. 
Except for you, because, you know, you add up 600 words times however many entries, and that's quite a lot. I know. <laughs> we're we're uh, quite alarmed. Um, we've had quite a few entries, and we're very excited to read them all. Um, but, yeah, I don't I do not know how we're going to get through this amount of entries. So I think we're going to have to have some sort of process to just for the reading component, you know, just for sifting through everything. And yeah. I think that's what's going to be really important too is that, you know, these things need to cut through pretty quickly and be really clear as well so that you're really getting the sense of what the author wanted you to get from their story very quickly without having to think too deeply. Yeah. Um, well, we yeah. had somebody um, compile all the entries into one document and take off the name of the author mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't be influenced by that in any way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's quite an interesting challenge. I mean, we have both participated recently in the um, New, New York City Midnight um, Microfiction Challenge, and those are even shorter, so 100 words or 250 words, and just trying to uh, fit a story in there that can somehow connect with a reader with, ha with having zero luxury of uh, background or, uh, you know, any kind of extraneous um, descriptions. You have to really cut to the chase, you have to really be succinct, and you just have to grab attention very quickly. So all of that I think is a good, it's a fun exercise, as Amanda said, it's very accessible and achievable. And I think it's really great practice for, for writing in general, uh, even writing longer pieces, you kind of really hone in on that, um, on what's needed in a short piece. It's funny because with, with flash fiction, I've not written much flash fiction because I... I just feel like if I'm going to write, I want it to be part of my whatever I'm working on, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. so focused on getting that done that I just don't have time to go off and do a little something else, but maybe I should try it. Well, that's very efficient of you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's two kind of groups of, we see in the online writing community, there's a group that are like, I'm writing novels now. So if I'm going to write something new, it's going to always turn into another novel, which is, mm. is kind of where I'm at. Because I used to write short mm. stories, never flash fiction, sadly. I kind of wish I'd um, tried it, but I used to write a lot of short stories. And when I started writing novels in the past 10 years, um, I, I can't go back to the short form because I it just always <laughs> turns into another idea yourself. for a novel. Yeah, exactly. But I see a lot of group of people who constantly flip between shorter formats, including flash fiction, actually, um, and and novels. So I'm, I'm sort of quite jealous of those people. They could just jump between the... The, the, the different formats. Yeah, well, I mean, I think definitely it suits different personality types and that's the case of any style of writing. But I'd say for myself too, like part of the reason that I was drawn into uh, flash fiction, and I joke that it's because it's short, you know, as if I'm lazy, but it's also really great, you know, if you have got other things going on in your life. So I was dealing with um, some difficulties at home. My husband had a serious injury and it really sapped all my creative energy at that time and um but you know being creative like most writers it's what keeps me going and so i was really missing that outlet but at the same time couldn't bring myself to get back into the novel i was writing it just seemed too daunting so i think for people in that sort of situation or for people who might have like chronic illness or something like that it's a really great way to really uh be creative and see your product finished you know, without having to spend like 18 months or more potentially um, to to write the end on, on your piece. 
It's also great if you're a procrastinator. I mean, I'm also, I, I don't want to. I don't want to blame my husband's injury for all of my laziness. <laughs> it's perfect for procrastination. Um, it's really. Um, uh, I don't know. You, you feel like I'm still you're ticking still boxes something. here, like something. I'm achieving something exactly. But um, at the same time majorly avoiding what I should be Who knows, you might win. You might actually get paid for writing. That's it. That's it. That's the other bonus, obviously. Yeah, you never know. I mean, I think that's a really great point. The fact that you know, we, we do put pressure on ourselves to, you know, as writers, oh, I've got to write the next great American novel or whatever. And, um, well, in my case, <laughs> and, um, you know, being <laughs> able to, <laughs> yeah. Even um, even us Aussies, I'd love to write the next great American novel. Yeah, let's all do it. <laughs> It'd be fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you're right, it's a really good way to kind of keep that craft alive and whatnot on the, in those times in your life especially when when things are just getting on top of you and you feel like you you can't dedicate as much as you would want to 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 the craft of writing that's it even if it's just because you're busy at work or you've got young kids or you know elderly parents who need care or any of these many reasons that people just become overwhelmed mm. um i think it's achievable and so if any of our listeners want to enter your competition, where should they send their entry? Yeah, just head over to our website. It's notquiterightpodcast.com. And as you said, that's W-R-I-T-E. Um, and there's a form there you can fill in to uh, add your email address and we'll email you when the competition starts. And there's plenty of uh, information there on the website as well. So yeah, so the competition, the competition runs from 14 to 16 July. Um, so there's a window where we will be releasing the prompts and then, you know, there's 60 hours to submit. So if you sign up now, that means you'll be ready to go. Um, you'll receive the prompts when the competition starts in July. I love that. I love that, like, time, the deadline. The, like, it's only a short amount of time. There's a lot of drama exactly. in Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, for those of us who like to procrastinate, a deadline's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I need deadlines. <laughs> Essential. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, and hopefully you'll get a few more entries from, uh, from the Two Lit Chicks uh, listenership. We'd love to. Thanks so much, guys. Lovely to I talk might, to you. I might enter. Although please maybe do I do a pseudonym so there's not like a uh, a feeling of <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's no, all it's, judged blindly. It, it'll be so judged. Oh, blind. I know who's entering. You okay, excellent. Well, I might just so enter a no pseudonym anyway, just for laughing. <laughs> when, you, when you get one about vampires, that's Ed's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's not even a joke. That's just true. Top points. <laughs> Top points immediately. <laughs> Two Lit Chicks is a podcast about books that change lives. Find us on all major podcast platforms or go to our website at twolitchicks.org. Thanks for listening.